Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Your fallen tears have called to me. So here comes my sweet remedy. I know what every princess needs for her to live life happily. Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons podcast, where today I watch Shrek 2 with my friends Joel Dusher and Zoe Bellata. Joel uses he, him pronouns, and Zoe goes by she, her. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. Sporty carriage to ride in style. Sexy man, boy, chauffeur, Kyle. Banish your blemishes, tooth decay. Cellulite eyes will fade away. And all of the hay, have a picture of Right before we started recording, we were talking about the utter misery that is all of the Shrek sequels. Sometimes it's great. (laughs) Sometimes it's just like, why is this movie so fucking depressing? Why is Shrek 3 so sad? It's the third movie in the Shrek franchise. It's so weird. Well, Mia, Shrek 3 may be depressing, but so is Shrek 2. Shrek is just a miserable fuck of a character. I hate him. Okay. I don't know how to get into this, how to talk about fucking Shrek 2, because again, just like the first movie, I've seen this movie 10,000 times and I never tried to think critically about it until this week. And now I'm like, huh, this movie has some real fucking structural issues. The, The main thing that's weird about this movie is that they decide to take this route where they're like, hey, so the first movie is about like happily ever after finding love. And since we're doing like send ups of fairy tales, the second movie has to be about how love is bullshit and happily ever after is fucking stupid. And so that's what we're dealing with in our movie targeted at 10-year-olds. And that's that's very strange. <laughs> it's a choice. Yeah. Look, I am, I think, firmly in the age bracket where Shrek and Shrek 2 were like a massive part of my, like, preteens. Or mm-hmm. maybe even Shrek 2 might have been just as I turned, like, became a teenager. Did you guys see this one in theaters? I saw yeah. both of them okay. in theaters. Okay. But I hadn't seen Shrek 2 in about 10 years, maybe longer. And I used to adore this movie, uh, and you can probably see where this sentence is going, considering I oh, said it no. used to. I hated this so much. It felt like I was watching Family Guy. Everything's oh, just no. like a goddamn reference to something. Like, oh, sweet, yeah. the kiss from Spider-Man. Oh, sweet, the that's, ring scene from true. Lord of the Rings. Oh, sick, a song. 
referencing like American Idol in 2004. Sick. I'm <laughs> That's so true. happy. They, they really pump up the references in this movie for the dads in the audience. And you're like, for what reason? Just make good jokes. But I do think that's what sets Shrek 2 apart from Shrek the third specifically is that the jokes here are pretty solid, right? Like aside from the references, do you think that it was funny or did you really just not like it at all? I don't think I laughed. I wouldn't say it was funny. I would say that the <sighs> the the first 15 minutes I was ready to break my laptop over my leg and go to bed. <laughs> then the next 60 minutes when it like the plot, I guess, happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that was like, oh, oh, that's cool. Um, Fairy Godmother is probably the best character. Yeah, Jennifer Saunders, the actress that plays her, fucking nails it so much, just over and over again. She's so funny in this movie. Yeah, and there's like, she definitely has some funny moments, but like, John Cleese is the king. I was just like, shut up, you're so whiny. <laughs> and then but like Julie Andrews as the queen. Yeah, but she doesn't really do that much. No, it's true. I mean, none of the women in this movie get to do that much, to be honest. Well, no, because I mean, women aren't is... allowed to have plots. Remember, it's yeah, 2004, like... guys. It's a product of its time. Yeah, I mean, you can really tell that because when they get around to Shrek 3, they're like, hey, guess what? We're going to like try and do something with Fiona in this movie. And it's like, oh, you guys still don't know how to fucking do this. You don't know how to write female characters at all. If the whole point of cynical cartoons is to do like a script doctor on a movie, right? Where like we look at a movie that I might have seen a thousand times and say, hey, how do we fix this piece of shit? I think that structurally Shrek 2 is pretty good. Like, I think that it holds together really well as, like, a reversal of the first movie. But I do think that Fiona has absolutely nothing to do. And for her to be, like, the third-build character that just sits around the entire time waiting for Shrek to save the day, that's fucking embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. definitely. But then the problem with that is just, like, the the whole concept of the film is, like, pretty backwards still, like... I'm not good enough for your daughter and your male approval of how what your daughter does is the most important thing to me. So I'm going to have a tantrum. It's just men being fucking dog shit. All men should shut up, especially <laughs> Shrek men. That's the official Pants Radio policy on men. Have you listened to us talk? We're dog shit. All those men need to shut up a second. Am I right, Sans yeah. Pants fans? <laughs> Everyone's um, cheering. I can hear it. I've got a direct line to all of our fans. <laughs> My phone's just blown up. They're just like, we loved that reference. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I would say that Shrek 2 faces the same kind of problem that Spider-Man 3 faces, honestly. They make the male lead completely oblivious and like shitty towards his wife, girlfriend, whatever. And then the female lead like loses all of her agency, all of her autonomy and just becomes about like... I want you to like my parents. I want to have babies. I want everybody to like me. I want this and and just like demanding attention. And she's so horribly written that like, I hate Shrek in this movie, but I also hate Fiona because she's just like so fucking subservient and obnoxious and she doesn't like do anything interesting in the movie. And it seems like they're setting her up to have something to sort of do and then they just like completely take a nothing turn with it they just hit the brakes on her story and they never pick it up again well i think they just introduced too many new characters to really delve into anyone else's plot that's true so i think with fiona like she just doesn't this is so many i think there's the king the queen fairy godmother prince charming plus puss in boots you've got five new characters that you're all trying to establish <laughs> yeah because even even donkey really doesn't have 
a storyline. I'm bothered he's jealous uh, of this. His story is that he hates his girlfriend. Let's not forget that <laughs> Dragon also cops the bad his, end of the stick for no reason. His story is not that he hates his girlfriend. His story is that he's afraid of his girlfriend, who we established yeah. We established in the first episode. I, I don't think you guys listened to it because it just came out uh, yesterday. Me and all have talked about how every relationship in the Shrek universe is horribly abusive. And uh, that one is is certainly one of them. But even if you like take like the 2002 movie consent levels of consent in Hollywood, that was chill. Like Dragon yeah. and Donkey's relationship, that was actually A pluses. Donkey's just like, Dragon's real moody and I don't know what to do. So I'm moving out and just abandoning her. And then you find out it's because she was pregnant. Yeah. Communication, and it's, guys. I don't know. A lot of the, the relationships in this series have the same kind of dynamic where like one of the characters is just vaguely like... I don't know. It just seems like a lot of this franchise is people running away from their spouses to do go on a great grand adventure because they can't stand to be in a relationship with them anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of tough because it's easy to look at the movie like that because a normal film would be structured like that. Like you would there would be subtext you're meant to be reading into. Right. But this is fucking DreamWorks in the early 2000s. <laughs> and all they're interested in is being like, hey, what a fairy tale, but family guy. That's true. And everyone was like, fuck. That's true. I do think that the structure of the movie holds together a little bit better than you're saying, though, Joel. Like, it's certainly strung together by bits and gags and shit. But, like, look at, like, The Simpsons and its golden era, right? There's, like, four minutes of plot and 16 minutes of gags. And, like, you could take out all the gags and you would just have, like, a pretty solid plot in a Simpsons episode that's pretty bare bones. But the gags are what make it fun. And I thought, watching Shrek 2, I laughed a lot this time. I don't know if I'm alone in that. It made me laugh a lot, which a lot of like dumbass kids cartoons aren't really capable of doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I I did whatever the opposite of laughing is, whatever noise that is. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, that hurts. So I hope everyone <laughs> hated that sound because it really, really sucked to do. I thought there was a really big plot point that was overlooked that I kept thinking mm-hmm. about the entire time was that when Shrek takes the potion... Fiona also gets affected by the potion. So when Donkey takes the potion, should not Dragon become a lady? Hey, hey, yeah. I have I have an answer to this. I actually know the answer. Oh. Why is that? Did you watch the commentary? No, I um, they, they do it's talk about like, it in the commentary. <laughs> oh, well, Mir, it's your show, so do you want to take this? No, no, go ahead, Joel. I want to hear whatever bullshit you're about to spew. <laughs> so originally in the screenplay, uh, Dragon is affected, and I guess now it's just, it happens off screen. But yeah, Dragon turns into a Pegasus. So Dragon gets hot too. Why not show that scene? That's just a really funny cutaway. Yeah. yeah. They hadn't quite figured out how to be family guy properly yet. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess that they were just like trying to build up to like a reveal at the end of the movie when little dragon donkey hybrid babies come rolling in. When was this? Did I miss this scene? Yeah, it's in the end credits when everyone starts... Yeah. Yeah, right when you walk out of the theater. Zoe, you touched on something a minute ago that I think is integral to the downfall of the Shrek franchise, <laughs> which is that there That's is a my favorite uh, sentence in the world. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. There is so many fucking characters that they have to juggle here for no reason. Like the first Shrek movie, the integral characters, Shrek, Donkey, Fiona, Farquad. This movie you have to know like 
Shrek, Donkey, Fiona, Puss in Boots, The King, The Queen, Gingerbread, Man, you know, like Pinocchio and fucking the wolf in, in Grandma's Clothing and the Three Blind Mice and the Three Little Pigs and this and this and this and the fucking Fairy Godmother and Prince Charming and these characters. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, by the time that we get to Shrek 3, none of these characters that were in the original movie have any chance to do anything because they're juggling, like, 60 different people that they feel like they have to, like, do fan service for, like, the three little pigs in the third movie because everybody loved them so much in the other ones, you know? And it just really? gets Was to I be, like... like a breakout character in, in Shrek? <laughs> well, that's the thing is that, like, there wasn't really a breakout character aside from the main cast. Like, they nailed it so much in that first movie. Gingerbread Man and the wolf are, like, I guess, throwbacks. And Pinocchio. Because mm-hmm. they all do stuff in the first one. Yeah, they they do, but they're just, like, barely there in the first movie. And then by the second movie, they're, like, part of the ensemble. They have to, like, do the big break-in scene, you know, with, like, the I'm wearing ladies' underwear line and, like, really nail it home. You yeah. know. Swing a home run. Yes, comedy. <laughs> Listen, comedy. I, I will say that this movie is obsessed with people that stray from the norms as far as gender variance goes, and the writers of this movie do not like queerness. <laughs> what? I will just say, but Doris. So subtle about it. <laughs> Doris, the ugly stepsister, is um, holy shit, not not great, not good for me, not good for anybody. <laughs> all of the most harmful trans stereotypes all wrapped up in one thing. And I watched, like, the director's commentary because I was curious what they had to say about the movie. And when they got to that part... They're just pissing themselves? They were just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, man, we fucking killed this. This is yeah, the funniest show. The jokes joke. write themselves! Yeah, when they got to that part in the movie, they were like, yeah, I mean, people really like to ask me, like, is is Doris a man? And I'm like, well, he's he's not... I mean, she... Th- he's he's not a man. He's a woman with with bad makeup. You know, so I don't know what people are talking about even. And it's like, yeah, you wrote a fucking transphobic stereotype and you expected people. I don't fucking know, man. And then I watched like the storyboards because I really hate myself. And the storyboards of Doris are even worse. And they got Larry King to play her. It stinks. I still like the movie, but that fucking sucks. (laughs) It's a choice. Like, and I remember I remember as a kid seeing this and saying the like I'm wearing woman's underwear scene and I was like, this is it, the height of comedy. Right. Like not really, I guess, in turn thinking about Dolores or the wolf and stuff because they do, they refer to it as like a gender confused or something like that. And I'm like, it's just wearing a nightgown. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's wearing a nightgown because he's trying to assume somebody else's identity. He's Buffalo Bill in this situation. He's not a transgender woman or whatever but it's not a good time i hate dreamworks pictures i think you think so yeah what's what's the worst dreamworks shark tail shark tail they all just look the same (laughs) so quick in there fucking shark tail hide it (laughs) zoe did me and you watch shark tail or was that that was me and cass was that was you and cass yeah you always make me watch weird cartoons i've never heard of before and then i have to find (laughs) on youtube well now you're talking about shrek too so I know, which I had to buy to watch. <laughs> it's not on anything here. Yeah, Shark, Shark Tale isn't a great movie. Um, I would say that the worst one that I've seen from them is maybe The Boss Baby. It's really fucking bad. It's, there's no redeeming qualities there. So, All of their animations are ugly as hell, and I hate yeah. it. Sorry, um, Zoe, I cut you off. What did you say? We need to communicate more. <laughs> which is a big problem in this film. 
Just fucking mm. talk to one another. I think that that's one of the biggest issues with these characters is that like the last movie ends, this one picks up like the day after, you know, and immediately yeah. like right when they get home from their honeymoon, they are like on the verge of divorce. And you're like, you guys fucking learn how to communicate. I know that you're an ogre Shrek. I know that you're trying Fiona, <laughs> but like you guys need to try a little fucking harder because it's going to end in divorce otherwise. And there's no communication. They go to visit her parents and Shrek is like, maybe you should tell your parents that you're an ogre now. And she's like, no, I think we're just going <laughs> to stop in for a visit. And he's like, uh, Maybe you should tell them. And she's like, but they love me. So stop arguing with me. But they locked you in a castle, hun. So like, maybe, just maybe, like that unlike the fact you're an ogre. It's so stupid. And it's really embarrassing because like I was watching all the behind the scenes stuff and Cameron Diaz had this quote in an interview that I was watching where she was like, you know, Fiona isn't really allowed to be humorous. Like, she's sort of just, like, the grounding for everybody else. And since Shrek is the one who's always learning the lessons, Fiona is just there to, like, stand by him and help him learn those lessons. And I'm like, damn, you make her sound so fucking boring and feckless. Like, what are you doing? Why is that your character? Why did you bring back Cameron Diaz, who you clearly had to pay a lot of money for in early 2000s Cameron Diaz, so she could stand around and be like, Shrek, let's have babies. Yeah, it's, she's fallen so far from the referencing the Matrix in the first Shrek. <laughs> wow. Well, well, if that's what you liked about the first Shrek, then you should really watch Shrek the third. Because you know what? In that movie, she talks about babies and she kicks ass. And that's what feminism is, is trying to convince your husband to have babies with you and also beating up bad guys. Hell yeah. The two sides of the gender coin. <laughs> yeah. Kick I will say, and babies. I'm learning so much about women today. This rules. <laughs> Thanks, Trick. I, I will say, though, because I like to try and do the strict script doctor thing and try and fix movies on this podcast, I think the Shrek story in this movie is good. I think that Shrek's whole thing about, like, in the first movie, he's like, I can be alone. I can be on my own because I'm scared of what other people will think of me. And then in this movie, he's like, I've seen what other people think of me. And now maybe I'll change myself so that they'll love me. He wants to be accepted by society. He wants to integrate. And so he plans to do that and become human. I got the just the message that like the movie was trying to say, like, because Donkey explicitly says it like Donkey's like, but you love being an ogre. He's like, yes, I do love being an ogre, but I right. love Fiona more. So it's just like everyone's making stupid compromises instead of talking to each other. Be a fucking ogre, but also talk to your wife. Wife, talk to your parents. Everyone just fucking talk. <laughs> so the way that I saw that is that they're trying to do something like allegorical of queer relationships in this movie. Like that seems like the very obvious subtext of them being like Fiona and Shrek are like two people in a gay relationship, right? They go to see her parents. They expect her to come back with a husband that's exactly what they thought he was going to be, a human straight guy. And instead, she comes home with somebody nobody expected. Everybody's, like, super hostile towards them. Her parents don't accept it. Like, she didn't understand that that's how things were going to work out. Shrek did. And I guess it could have been, like, a race thing. Like, she brings home a guy who's not white and their expectations were dashed. But that... Gets into some really dicey, uncomfortable territory with the whole, like, they're refined white people and he's poor and farts at the dinner table. And also, what does that say about him trying to, quote unquote, become white as the movie goes on? I think it's more about queerness, but that's just how I read it personally. And so from that perspective, you're looking at, like, a relationship where, like, Shrek knows how people will 
react to him because he's been an ogre his entire life. And Fiona is somebody who, like, if she's a woman, has dated a man her entire life and then now brings home a girlfriend and doesn't understand that people would be prejudiced towards that. Yeah, the naivety that comes with just coming out. Yeah. So she's approaching things from, like, this perspective of, like, I've been perceived as a straight, white, rich woman my entire life, and now I'm being perceived as this other thing, and I don't understand it, and it seems unfair to me. So she doesn't understand why her parents don't accept her love, why Shrek is, like, being weird and hostile towards, like, heteronormativity, quote-unquote. And so I think that that's, like, what her arc should have been about if they really wanted to, like, try and tell that story. And I don't know if that's really what they were going for. Like, they don't mention that in the commentary or anything, but that seems to me, like, the obvious subtext happening here. I don't know if you guys picked up on that or if I'm crazy. Well, without characters like Doris, that would be a pretty, like... Pretty on the nose. Well, not on the yeah, nose. Yeah, but, but let's, let's like, not... Like, kind of an obvious... Yeah. Well, let's not mix up, like, the way that, like, queer relations with society were in the early 2000s. Like, gay was, like, kind of on the verge of being okay. Like, Shark Tale has an analogy for Sh- Jack Black's character coming out as gay to his dad. But they were still allowed to be extremely transphobic in children's movies at the time. Mm. So I guess that what I would say is that Fiona's arc should have been about challenging that ideal... Like, if she goes home and she realizes, like, wow, my parents are treating me like shit and my friends are treating me like shit because I'm an ogre. Have they been doing this to other people our entire lives? Like, confront sort of, like, what her life has been, like, approaching things from a place of privilege, having a lot of money. There's, like, this secondary class of characters in this world who are all, like, the villains, you know, Mm. who are just, like, you're born as an ogre, you're born as a tree, you have a hook for a hand, you're a transgender woman, so you're a villain. And, like, maybe they could, like, confront that in some way and that could have been what her arc was about. I definitely feel like they could have, if the whole thing, the whole thing about Trek is that they, is parody and they love their fucking references. Why not make this whole thing, like, a guess who's coming for dinner kind of, like, rip and just kind of play with it and be like, all right, we know that, like, the parents are going to react badly to Shrek. We have a pretty fucking decent film that tells us how to follow through with this. (laughs) let's just do that so are you saying that you didn't like like the quest aspect to it and shrek trying to become human you would have rather been about him and her parents mostly i think look i loved puss in poots and any way to introduce that character i'm happy but i do think it was got some great news about the character puss in boots there's a whole (laughs) fucking film there's a whole fucking netflix series he's got he came up off this shit Fuck yeah. So you're looking for a breakout character in the Shrek franchise. It literally <laughs> yeah. is Puss in Puss Boots. Boots. Puss in Boots, yeah. He was a fucking joy. Every time he was on screen, I was there for it. This, the the shot where, where Puss in Boots and Shrek are trying to do the like cute like face mm-hmm. killed me. Right. Only time I laughed yeah, in that film. Funny. Um, I don't know. As an adult, I think as a kid like going on a quest, that would have been sick. I think if you'd asked 10-year-old me, I'd be like, I don't want to watch a film about someone's relationship with their in-laws. But I think they could have had fun with it. They could have done something really teachable with it because I think there's also like that reveal at the end that the um, the father-in-law John Cleese's character, the king, is a frog right. and he's been living right. a lie, a double life, like self-hate. And you're like, there, there could have been some really cool teachable moments, but it was like used as a Shyamalanian twist at the end. 
like looking yeah, at this I through mean, an I mean, adult's lens. I, I think that flat. the problem with that was that they were trying to like give a way to redeem his character. But I, th- hit I think him with that- a club. He's a sack of shit. Just kill him. <laughs> yeah, his yeah redemption exactly. Death. They they throw him such like a redemption bone at the end of the movie because like oh you were different too. And and that makes it okay. But it's like, well, he fucking imprisoned his daughter. He hired an assassin to kill his daughter's husband. It's probably his fault she was an ogre in the first place because he's a fucking frog. He gave her a love potion so she would marry the wrong man. Like, he's a fucking shithead and he doesn't deserve a, re- like, redemption at the end. No, or, yeah. like, a redemption can be from like, learning as well. Like, people are yeah. capable of growth. They're capable of learning. Why not have that? I, I feel like that whole, oh, he's different, two things, like, it really um, resonated with that like trope that comes with homophobia where they're like, oh, homophobics are just like really closeted gays. No, yeah. sometimes they're just dicks. And yeah, exactly. Not to say that people aren't capable of learning and changing and growing. Why not have that storyline be like, he's just been a dick. He had all this prejudice. And now he's learned from his mistakes and he's yeah. trying his best to counteract the prejudice that he's put in the world. Because the arcs in the, in this franchise like happen so quickly like an arc in this franchise is literally like one thing happens and this person decides that they're good now or decides that they're bad now like puss in boots right almost kills shrek shrek spares his life he's like now we're best friends and i'm part of the gang and i'm part of the trio and then that's what happens and it's like oh okay why does shrek instantly accept this animal that tried to kill him why does he like still trust his stepdad and want to earn his stepdad's respect after his stepdad hired somebody to kill him like why is Shrek such a fucking sycophant? Is it just because the writers tried to make it like a classist story? So like Shrek's poor. So regardless of what the rich do to him, if he gets a chance to be rich, he will take it. And his yeah. daughter's rich. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean I mean that that is part of that's what I was what saying the earlier. Dinner scene does as well. I mean that that is part that does play in like what I was saying earlier about like the conflict of the story should have been that Fiona wants to fight back against this system that makes ogre second-class citizens in a way right and shrek wants to integrate or fiona wants to integrate and shrek wants to fight back and go back to the swamp but instead it becomes about like fiona wants shrek to get along with her parents and shrek also wants to get along with her parents but wants to be sexy because he thinks that's what fiona wants because he never talked to her about it and it's like just be fucking adults you know Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's embarrassing. I don't want to come across as too shallow, but Human Shrek is not an attractive man. No. He looks like a toddler that got too big. <laughs> he does. He he looks a little malformed. Um but certainly a step up, right, from the other Shrek. I honestly don't think so. His Joel, at least- Joel are, are you saying if you had to fuck one of them? I would fuck Shrek the ogre, because at least his head is, like, a shape that suits his body. I'm not even going to, like, dance around that. It's, it's the obvious choice, Mia. In fact, if anyone would fuck human Shrek over fucking Shrek Shrek, 
I would say they're a liar. <laughs> the only reason, well, the only thing that would change my mind is if uh, Human Shrek had like a pleasant human smell and Ogre Shrek fucking stank and like. Well, that 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 must be true because the the women that find him in the barn are like attracted to him, and if he smelled like Shrek, they would have ran away screaming. Um, yeah, but we don't know if Shrek smells like Shrek. Is what I, I'm saying. I, I, uh, right. Maybe it's his swamp that stinks. Maybe he smells good. No, maybe. I think I think it's pretty much established that he smells like farts. Well, that's the thing. If we're talking about fuckability, right? Human Shrek has a human body, and so like even if you don't like his dumb, like overgrown baby face, you can just put a paper bag over his head. If you put a paper bag over Shrek's head, he still smells like shit. He still has a barbed penis. He's still a giant fucking ogre. He's got a human ass. We know that much. It's just green. How do you know it's a human ass? How do you know it's not like full of acid? How do you know he doesn't have that as a defensive measure? Because he's a fucking ogre. Actually, hey, that's a good point. I just know that he's got butt cheeks. I understand human anatomy, right? I know what a human penis is like. I know what a human butthole is like. I don't know what's going on with Shrek. I don't know what's going on with ogre. So like, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You're right. I've I've come around. <laughs> I will lust after Shrek Shrek, but I will fuck human Shrek. <laughs> How do we feel about the fucking songs in this movie? Because I made a claim that I fucking hate them and got yelled at by the internet. Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, you're mm. very wrong. I thought that the soundtrack in this movie was just as good as the first one. I'm with Dusha. So you're, are you, you're disagreeing with me. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I would say it's probably just as good as the first one as well. <laughs> No. <laughs> fuck you no you're wrong they're both good they both have great music <laughs> people are gonna come at me and be like you have no nostalgia and i'm just gonna yeah, say they I, I, fuck you i was there when Listen. shrek came out i was in the front lines i was like fucking 10 years old shrek Listen, was made joel. for me joel here's the thing for a franchise that introduced right 10 year old kids to joan jen and the blackhearts and like fucking i don't know counting crows like who gives a fuck like led zeppelin and like barracuda and shit like how is that not good like think about what other kids movies had as music at the time you've listed one good song what what's the one good song well uh wait actually what's your and jet song is in the first one bad reputation oh yeah yeah that song's sick so uh yeah that's, yeah, a great song. that's the one i was talking about led zeppelin can fuck off and counting crows can absolutely fuck off <laughs> yeah the counting crows one i just threw in there for some flavor listen joel <laughs> okay all that i'm saying is sure you have a point not liking the music in these movies right because shrek himself mm -hmm. would not like the music in these movies shrek would not be mm -hmm. a fan of all star by smash mouth but as a human being with a heart and soul i will say that you're you're both wrong i'm sorry smash mouth is a great song no, I'm with. Also, no, also I'm, I disagree with both of you because I think the the music is better in the first one. Yeah, that's true. This this one has some every fun single songs, Shrek though. soundtrack I, I is the same. That's not true. Have you heard the Shrek soundtrack for Shrek Three? It's fucking terrible in comparison. This is my hill I'm gonna die on. So let's find out what Shrek the Third soundtrack. Listen, Joel. All I'm saying is that these first two movies take songs that like a lot of people probably wouldn't know at the time, right? Like. A lot of up-and-coming artists mixed in with, like, some nice, fun classics, the Proclaimers and shit like that. Shrek 3 is like, hey, here's Immigrant Song, and then 20 seconds into it, we're going to end it and start into Barracuda by heart. And you're like, why is this happening? Why Shrek 3? Did you lose your edge? Mm. And Joker and the Thief, which is a terrible Australian song, is also in Shrek the Third. How? Mm. 
Joel, we just have such different tastes in music because I love that song. And I'm glad you're not on the Shrek the Third episode because that's the only positive thing I have to say about that movie is that it has Wolf, Wolf Mother. Mother. <laughs> yeah. a stain on Melbourne culture. I fucking cannot stand Shrek. Like the ogre? Yeah. Fuck off. I like, yeah, like he's not great. Even though Mike Myers is just doing Austin Powers again, but like angry Austin Powers, I guess. He should be likable, but he's not. And I get it, like, him being gross is, like, meant to be good and funny, but it's just, like, when I've watched one character fart, like, six times in the space of, like, ten minutes, I'm like, what? Guys, please. Yeah. You know, like, knock on my comedy? I really, I need that. (laughs) Hey, I'm not a prude. I love Swiss Army Man, uh, a movie about boners and farts, but... Uh Uh-huh. I need to be tasteful boners and farts. Are you saying that the the boners and farts in Shrek 2 aren't tasteful, Zoe? Yeah. Because that's a hill I'm willing to die on. Look, I feel like the constant, like, this is how we make jacuzzis. Yeah, that was really annoying. That's a joke from the first one as well, isn't it? Like, that's also something. Like, a lot of these jokes were just reminding me of 15 (laughs) years ago when I watched the first one. Well, and see, the thing is, is that in the first movie, Shrek is, like, his own person. So, like, when Shrek farts or like comes in his hand and uses it to brush his teeth or whatever the fuck you're like oh this is normal because it's one person doing this and then other people are going to tell him to stop and stop being so weird right but then when he marries fiona and their main bonding exercise together is getting into like a mud bath and then shrek farts and he's like oh no i'm so embarrassed and then fiona does it too that's that's not just like weird and fun and wacky that's a fucking fart fetish in this kid's movie. And it's like, yeah, we know what their sex life is like. This movie is very explicit about that. It probably involves a lot of farts and a lot of, like, piss and shit. One thing that I also found weird about Fiona's character in this one is when she's an ogre in the first film, she's still just Fiona. She just looks like an ogre. And Shrek is, like, an ogre to his fucking core. Like, he's just com- he's committed to the ogre lifestyle. Right. So... It confused me greatly that, like, Fiona's thing is, like, that she's gross now, because that was not the case in the first one. I mean, it kind of was. Like, there was a the whole thing in the first movie of, like, don't judge a book by his cover. She judges him by his cover, and then he judges her by her cover. So, like, when he burps, and then she burps even louder afterwards, he's like, oh. That's a sexy yeah. woman. Yeah. So I think that's the thing, is that she's just, like, embracing the ability for once in her life to let loose and to be the person that she wants to be. But Mm. I I just think it's weird that like their main bonding thing in this movie and as a relationship is like, I'm gross and disgusting and not like, I love you because you're kind and you listen to me and we communicate well. Aside from both of them liking to shit on each other, like literally shitting on each other's chests, like that is a bonding activity. They don't really have anything in common. Why'd you gotta say it with the words? And let's not forget that this movie wants us to think that Shrek is atrocious, but in the first five minutes he is in a situation where he get like someone attempts to get him to cheat on his wife. Like immediately. There's that mermaid scene. Mm-hmm. That mermaid dies. Like Fiona straight up kills a woman. <laughs> well, no, she doesn't. She just throws her really far. And then sharks get her. She gets eaten by sharks. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. (laughs) Is that the Little Mermaid or is that just a mermaid? 
Oh. Like if that's the actual Ariel from The Little Mermaid, then yeah, that's that's a little that's a little edgy. That's a little dark for my tastes. That would be so fucking Shrek to be like, yeah. hey, this is Ariel from The Little Mermaid, and guess what? Yeah, she's fucking dead. Yeah, we we, we fucking Damn. killed her. What is this, Batman v Superman? Did Zack Snyder direct this movie? This isn't your fucking grandpappy's fairy tales. We uh we 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 don't believe in happily ever afters here. Yeah, uh, in fact, happily never after. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Far far away. Uh, it's like Hollywood, baby. Ooh. <sighs> yeah. Fuck every single person that worked on this movie. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I talk about it. I know that like you've made so many good points, Mia, and it's making me frustrated further with Shrek Two though. Because your ideas are significantly deeper and better than the experience I got from Shrek 2. Well, and that's the thing about this podcast, right? Is that it's easier to look back in hindsight as a 26-year-old in the year 2020 to a cartoon made in the early 2000s or a cartoon made in the 1980s and say, hey, this is pretty rapey, honestly. Maybe mm. like dial back the like sexual assault vibes or like, I don't know, make the women actual characters. But like clearly movies like this go through so much and then the producers have to take a look at it and they all have notes that are maybe good and maybe bad, but you have to take them all into account and they work on it for four years and like they don't know if the jokes are funny anymore because they've all heard them 10,000 fucking times. Wouldn't it be really like, and I mean like fucking knee slapping hilarious if like we fucking had a scene where for some reason after the wedding, Fiona gets a ring made. And it pops up in the air like, hey, have you guys seen the film Fellowship of the Ring? Lord of the uh -huh. Rings? Oof. Oh, yeah, I saw that what one. If? I saw that Bruh. one. Whoa. I, I love that what movie. If? Oh, Bruh. my God. You're a fucking How genius, fucking man. funny You're would it be? Genius. Funniest fucking joke. Ring flips up in the air. Fiona <gasps> puts her hand up like what? Frodo in that movie we were just talking about. Uh -huh. Lands on a ring finger, though. <gasps> and it says, shit. I love you rather than whatever the elven shit it says in that fucking <laughs> Movie that I don't remember. What if the what be, if though, bro? Instead sick. of saying like "I love you," it just said farts. That would be way funnier. M maybe, yeah, yeah. Let's let's workshop that a little bit, though. I like I like his idea. I don't know about that <laughs> one, Zoe. Let's um. <laughs> All right, just put it out what, there. What else do you got? Okay, so like, you guys remember how like we did that Matrix thing in the first movie? What other movies are popular right now in the year we're starting production on Shrek Two, two thousand one? What do we got? We got. Spider-Man looks popular. That comes out next year. What if, hey, there's a fucking upside down kiss in Spider-Man. What if the scene directly after the ring scene in Shrek 2? Yo, what if we what? then do, what if we fucking do Shrek's face is covered in mud and Fiona uh -huh. pulls down some of the mud. Shrek's oh, upside down in a fucking tree for I'm a reason I cannot remember. I'm going to fucking come. I'm going to fucking come right now. That's it's so a fucking, fucking reference, hot. guys. Holy shit. We don't even need jokes in this movie. Let's get rid, just get rid of all the jokes. Wait, character development for Fiona? No. Let's throw in some 80s songs. Everybody loves music from the 80s, right? Let's throw in, Fuck like, yeah. I don't fucking know. I need a hero. Right off the top of my Fuck. head. Bad pitch. Bad pitch. You like it. Okay, let's do that. Fuck. We don't even have Back to think yourself, about Back yourself, Mia. This. That was fucking sick. A good fucking call. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get You know it what I really like growing up? You know what I really like growing up? Because I'm what? a 40-year-old man in the year 2004. Godzilla, Fuck yeah. kaiju Fuck movies. Yeah. Oh, let's throw in like a giant monster dude. I don't even know how it'll fit in the story, but let's just fucking do it. We can just wedge him in. Fuck. We'll just wedge him in. Fuck. Wedge him in. Fuck. You know what I really Fuck. like? Family Guy. What, what if Peter Griffin <laughs> just walked through a scene, dude? What if Peter Griffin <laughs> just fucking walked through a scene and he was like, hey guys, what's up? 
That'd be so good. Blow That'd be people's so minds. Fucking good. Blow people's Holy minds. Holy shit. And then Brian, his dog, he's gonna walk into the scene and say, "Hi, I'm Brian Griffin. I would love to fuck Peter Griffin's wife." That's Holy my plot. Shit. Yeah. Listen, I like Shrek too. It's a good movie, and you guys are both wrong, but you're right about that. It's fucking stupid, and they took all of the wrong ideas from what made the first movie great. I think this movie's better than the first one. I'll come out right out the bat and say it. The audience agrees with me because the audience is smart people, and and you guys are both dumb. I guess is what we I'm saying. We big dumb. We big dumb. Yeah, I get it. And I'm dumb, too. I have a fucking cartoon podcast where I talk about movies for dumb, dumb babies and try and fix them, quote unquote. Is that the the iTunes link? (laughs) Podcast for dumb dumbs. (laughs) That's what I'm changing it to. Big dumb, dumb cartoons. That's the new name for the podcast. (laughs) So so I use Letterboxd. So when I watched Shrek 2, I reviewed it and posted it on there. And when you were 10 or or more recently, you're saying uh, like three days ago when i watched it okay great so um just so that mia just to make you feel a little better about all of this uh i posted a quite negative review (laughs) and uh i was then met with criticism of listen i know i'm right you don't have to make me feel better you don't have to patronize me like that this is a great movie and you guys are wrong first comment was this is unequivocally your worst take (laughs) Uh, Wait, wait 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 read your whole review let's hear it Unless it's really long. Is it is it short enough to read on the podcast? It's like five or six lines. Uh, <clears throat> Shrek okay. is an unlikable green sad fuck who just whines about meeting his in-laws the whole fucking time. Shut the fuck up, Shrek, and deal with it like a fucking grown-up. You make me sick. Your life isn't even that bad. The first ten minutes of this movie is unbearable, then the rest is okay, until that last fucking song where the wheels totally fall off and it sucks shit again. Okay. Uh, and then another comment I got was, when you say the last song, surely you don't mean the I need to hear a bit, because if you do, then you're the dumbest cunt on this entire platform. <laughs> uh, and that was from that was from Sean Carney, a uh, member of Sandspence Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst Sandspence Radio, Mia, there is plenty of people in our ranks that love Shrek 2. Sean Carney being its number one champion, who, according to Letterboxd, <laughs> gave it four and a half out of five. Fucking yeah. hell. Well, guess what? The next time I talk about Shrek 2 on this podcast, I'll have Sean Carney on the episode. <laughs> hell yeah. He will be stoked to talk When I Shrek do Shrek 2 retold on Cynical Cartoons. Hey, have you guys heard of Shrek retold? Because it's, it's pretty fucking great. <laughs> Oh, what's it's, this? It's this thing on YouTube where they handed out like scenes to a bunch of different like YouTube content creators and a bunch of different people who were fans of Shrek like claimed scenes and each of them did like 40 seconds of the movie themselves. You know, it's like the Star Wars uh, uncut or whatever that was called. So they've done Shrek retold and Shrek 2 retold. They did the entire movies and you can watch them for free on YouTube. And it's fun because it's like some of them are real shit and some of them are like Mm. six year olds acting and that's kind of cute. And then some of them are like animators that clearly spent a year working on their scene (laughs) and are really beautifully animated. Uh, So they did one and two and they're clearly just not going to do three because it's fucking terrible and nobody has nostalgia for that movie. You guys, I didn't do this on the first Shrek episode, but I may as well do it now. How many Shrek uh earwax candles would you give this movie out of five two maybe one and a half all right zoe two i'm going to it was i I played on my phone the whole time um i i literally gave this five stars out of five on voodoo so there it is five it's a five (laughs) it's on the record you know what that's a far better take like 
we're two miserable fucks from Australia being like, oh, we're better than Shrek 2. We're Melbourne, baby. All we know is drink coffee, smoke cigarettes. It's it's true. And also, see, here's the thing is that I have a podcast called Cynical Cartoons where every week I watch some like fucking horse shit from the 1980s. And most of the time it's completely boring. And sometimes it's really, really fun, but also terrible. And very, very, very rarely is it good and also interesting. So this movie for me is good and interesting. I will watch Shrek 2 again. I will watch Shrek 2 like five or ten more times in my life. That's a genuine... I could... Safely say, I'll never watch Shrek 2 again. Really? <laughs> I'll buy you a Coke if I ever watch Shrek 2 again. It's <laughs> a good deal. Well, great. Uh, yeah, that sounds like I'm really going to come off up off this bed, off this claim. Hey, I'll buy you a bag of Coke. I have to- <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> See, that's better because I don't drink caffeine, but I would definitely do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine, when you think about it, is basically just like... Cool caffeine. Yeah, so I get cool it. Caffeine. Yeah, it's true. How much cocaine did they do on this movie? At least four. They did at least four uh, cocaines. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. I would say, hmm, if I'm just thinking about the actors in this film, I reckon Cameron Diaz is probably the one who did the most coke. <laughs> really? No, Eddie her, Murphy her is doing is the so most subdued. coke. Eddie Murphy is so doing the most coke. Movie. Yeah, Eddie oh, yeah, Murphy fuck, is doing so Eddie much Murphy. coke. And Antonio Banderas, his 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 performance in this movie is pretty subdued and like suave, but you just know that he's doing a shitload of coke. I, I will say they nailed the beginning into this movie. It's a nice little like turn on the first movie with the whole storybook opening. And then this one's about like charming reading the storybook and being like, well, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. The third movie doesn't start with a storybook opening. And that just like the third, if you guys watch the third movie, you would see how fucking great this movie is in comparison. Like Shrek 2 is a fucking masterpiece compared to Shrek 3. You don't even know. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast this week. This was really fun. Thank you no for problem. having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Uh, where can people find you online? Joel. Yes, people can find me on Twitter, Instagram, um, yeah, I think those are the two social medias I use that you can find me on. Letterboxd, go read Joel's bad reviews. Letterboxd, you will find me under the name Joel Dusha, my name. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find me through at douche13, so D-U-S-C-H-1-3. Uh, yeah, just probably just follow me on Instagram, just like every single photo I've posted in the last eight years or whatever that's you know, a good idea yeah give me something good to wake up to <laughs> he really needs it you guys he really yeah. or needs it. go to letterboxd create an account go to my shrek 2 review and just write you're a stupid cunt. listen maybe that'll listen, be good I, too. I want everybody listening right now i know that you could write a review of this podcast which would actually help us you know in like the itunes boards and all that stuff but instead you could go create a letterboxd account and tell joel that his opinion on shrek 2 is right because he needs it and honestly, he's just like demanding attention and affection right now. And it's it's really yeah. sad. Like you can't see him, but he's snorting li- lines of coke right now. Like Antonio Banderas. So Ooh. somebody please help this man. <laughs> Zoe, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Zoe Sands Pants. And my reviews are not as in-depth as douches. Uh, but I do watch movies every now and then, and I do like to comment on the movies I saw. And I'm on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, 
I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. Look at the size of those M&Ms. They're ogre-sized, just like him. That's a lot of chocolate. Must be under a magic spell. So what do we do? Well, when it comes to breaking spells, usually somebody's got to kiss somebody. That is not going to happen. Ogre-sized M&Ms. They're really big. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. AdWanted UK is the provider of single source media data for agencies, media owners, brands, and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering, called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader, from Adwanted UK.